0: Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Health Care Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for joining us today. Our topic today is going to be hospice. An important topic that I've been wanting to talk about since we started the podcast, but I needed to phone a friend, and I did that. My friend is with me. I called you my friend and colleague earlier. I thought you were going to die because I used the word colleague. <laughs> I'm with Amy Davis. Um, she is. She works for Zussman Hospice. What's mm-hmm. your role at
1: Zussman, Amy? I'm a marketing director. Marketing director. What does that mean? Well, it means I do partnerships um, with different companies that don't have their own line of hospice, uh-huh. and then I meet with families and I go to different facilities um, just to a lot of times to educate them about hospice and to get everybody on board with the hospice philosophy. And you kind
0: of coordinate care, don't you, between your clinicians and the patient and the facility or or the family, depending on who's involved.
1: Yeah, I usually just kind of get the ball started because we have an admissions team that really takes over all of that because I'm not a nurse. So I, I see you as the air traffic control person. Like you're putting
0: all the pieces together, connecting everybody, right, helping everybody understand Um, where people are in the journey or in the process. And it is a journey, isn't it? Absolutely. And and so what I really want our audience to understand from our conversation today is very simple. What is hospice? What is hospice? Because there's a bunch of misconception out there. And I think the misconception leads to people not utilizing the service when they could and should and and we're actually going to do a series a whole series on hospice i'm in our next couple of weeks the next topic will be why to choose hospice but for today we're just going to do nuts and bolts about what it is what it's not is a place correct
1: people think it's a place it's not a place so what is hospice yeah hospice is actually a level of care So it's uh, paid for by your Medicare or your Medicaid or some insurances um, or, like, your Veterans Benefit. And you can receive hospice in wherever you call home. Um, So that could be in a skilled facility and an assisted living. When you say a skilled facility, you mean a nursing home? In a nursing home, Uh yes. In a nursing home and an assisted living. And we're seeing even more and more people preferring to have the hospice care and the hospice service in their own actual private home. Yes. So just like you would get um, capital skilled, like home care, like physical therapy or occupational therapy in your home, you can get the same thing with hospice care in your home.
0: And actually, I think, well, I'm a home care girl, so I'm always Mm -hmm. a home care advocate. Um, Even though I do other things, I have to admit, don't tell anyone, home care is my favorite. Because home's where people want to be. Yes. um, There's no place like home, right? We know that. And so you want to live at home. You want to die at home Mm -hmm. because it's important for you to be comfortable and around familiarity. And where else are you most comfortable with your own family except for home? So hospice is not a place. No. It's a type of care, and it's a philosophy. Mm -hmm. What's the
1: philosophy? The philosophy is just keeping you comfortable and taking care of you as long as you're here. So it's not curative so things like a lot of times people think, too, that hospice is just for people with cancer, and mm-hmm. that's not true. Um, so take that off the table. Take that off the table. If that's
0: <laughs> your understanding of hospice, hospice and cancer are not cousins. No, they're
1: <laughs> not. No, and... Like, a lot of times we see um, hospice patients with, like, cardiac issues. We see that a lot, a lot. Um, Or liver failure or things where the body is just slowing down or shutting down. And if you're bouncing back and forth from the hospital and they're not doing anything to cure you, that is a really good kind of cue for yourself, um, for your family. Like, maybe we should look at a more palliative, a more care-centered philosophy, and thought process. Now, when you say palliative, what Mm -hmm. does that mean? Palliative is just about comfort. So a lot of times, um, like a palliative consult is just looking at what kind of medications you have Mm -hmm. and what you could add to help with maybe pain or restlessness and different things that are going on. So here's what
0: I've encountered. You tell me if you have experienced the same thing. Sometimes people are afraid to choose hospice, and I know I'm jumping ahead a bit because we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in more detail in a couple of weeks here on Aging in Full Bloom, because they think it means giving up. Absolutely, It doesn't mean giving up. It means accepting where you are. And there are huge differences between giving up and acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you accept where you are, then you can move forward in the process, in the journey, you can make informed decisions. You can have as much control as you can have. Giving up is something totally different. So we want you to take that off the table. If you if you learn nothing else from listening to today's podcast, understand that hospice does not mean giving up. In fact, it's a brave decision. I think it's taking control. Yes, yes. And so why do you think people are so fearful and stuck on this idea that it means giving up
1: i think it's twofold one i think it's families not wanting to face the idea of saying goodbye and then it's at the exact same time it's family like the actual patient herself or himself not wanting to tell families this is what i want like, they don't want it to seem like I'm giving up on you. Um, like, if you are my daughter, yeah. like, Lisa, I am done being poked and prodded, and I am done with the machines. I am done with this. I want to go out on my own terms. Uh-huh. But that also means eventually I will say goodbye to you. And yeah, it's hard. That's really hard. That's
0: a powerful point, though, because mm-hmm. – There's all of this. We carry so much baggage with us, don't we? Mm -hmm. And if you do nothing else on your own terms, you should die on your own terms. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? But if you've ever said goodbye to someone, um, and I know many of you have, you're going to understand what I'm saying. If you do nothing else on your own terms, you should die on your own terms. And if that means treatment to the very end, that's your choice. God love you. Um, it, if it means hospice that's your choice um, but it's about you mm-hmm. like this is a time when you need to make decisions about you and for you and not be trying to care for every because that's what we do especially as women mm-hmm. I think right I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that <laughs> but we're always trying to make sure everybody's okay um, you need to be okay with this. Mm-hmm. And I think once you choose hospice, then you're in a position to think about things like, how do I say goodbye? And do I need to make restitution here or there and so forth and so on? Now, I have a flyer, and I just want to throw some, some things at you so our okay. listeners have some of this. So um, sometimes people think that hospice means you're going to have a nurse around the clock.
1: Yes. Families think that a lot. Tell that, us the truth. What no, it really mean? We are not like that. Um and that's a really unfortunate misconception. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would love to be able to live with our patients, but that's not what it is. Um usually we provide as much hospice service um as the the patient and the family need. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, like a really good thing too, is hospice doesn't mean you're dying tomorrow or we have one week left. I mean, some people are on hospice for months and months and months um, or even years. Yes. So it just depends on what your disease is and where you are in the disease process if you would qualify for it. What does the diagnosis have to be for you to qualify? Six months or less. Okay. So that is the basically the textbook definition, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean like, well, we are we know exactly what's happening now, or yeah. like here, the clock starts, here we go. Because nobody knows that. We don't. Right? And not
0: only that, some people
1: graduate. go on hospice and graduate, mm-hmm. if you want
0: to use that term.
1: Yeah. They Sometimes, yeah, just going through your meds and take, like, it's amazing what people are on. And if you're taking Twenty to thirty to forty different medications every day. Oh my gosh! And we come in and we just wean it back yeah. to the things that are going to keep you comfortable. Like if you had like a renal disease, well, you need your Lasix. If not, you're going to fill up with fluid, and that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. So you're going to keep that medication. Um, but when we look at a whole bunch of meds, your body, if it's already slowing down, cannot process all of that. Yeah. So just that coming off and keeping you comfortable and not in pain, the quality of what we see and how people turn around, mm-hmm. sometimes they do start to get better. And on hospice, unfortunately, you can't, we can't stay with you if you're getting better. So we have to like back out. And we call it graduating. Uh-huh. A lot of times have little parties. You know, like, yay.
0: And and the other point, too, is that when people are at peace
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: have made, you know, I guess we would call it closure, um, put you in a whole different state of mind. Your body's stressed out in less ways than previously. Um, And then that takes us to pain and symptom management. So you've alluded to that a lot. Hospice is about being comfortable. It's about quality of life. If you only have six more months, wouldn't you want them to be six comfortable months mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, six months filled with pain and anxiety and and uh, and when I say pain, <laughs> that word doesn't quite cover what we see some people um, going through. Um, it says here that hospice includes prescriptions, medical supplies, and equipment related to the hospice
1: illness. Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. So like for a hospice in your home, if we were to set up hospice, um, for you today, we would find out what you need. So some people might need a hospital bed in okay. their homes because getting in and out of their own bed is too hard, or maybe they're not ready for a hospital bed. So then we wouldn't. Um, but maybe they had a, a wheelchair, maybe they need a walker, um, bedside commode all of that equipment the whole kit and caboodle we deliver to your home and if you have
0: medicare or medicaid this stuff's 100 percent covered mm-hmm. right correct and most
1: private insurances cover hospice yeah a lot of times with private insurance there's always a deductible uh-huh. but w- depending on where we're coming in yeah a lot of times it's we're coming in because you've bounced in and out of the hospital a lot and that deductible has already been met sure sure
0: Assistance with social, emotional, and spiritual aspects of end of life. You you lit up when I said that. Tell me about that.
1: Yes, hospice is a whole team. Um, It's not just the nurses. It's not just your aides. Obviously, they are the people you will primarily see. Sure. um, But we do have a chaplain. Um, We do have volunteers. We have um, social worker. I remember that. Social worker. Yes. So a lot of times (coughs) when we have like like social psycho. Psychological issues going on or family dynamics. Like, if family dynamics are really rocky, our social workers are going to wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to work to try and bridge those gaps yeah. before death. And Like we say it, like and on our team, like we only have one shot to get this right. So every single person, it's like our Super Bowl. Like we have to hit it right, and we have to do – we know we always have limited time as much as we can and make as much of an impact so that these families have a beautiful – death experience. Yeah. And they can
0: leave it feeling good. Well said, too, because there are no do-overs, right, Mm -hmm. in hospice. You get one shot at doing it right, Um, so you better do it right. Yeah. And that's why we're so passionate about, about the services. Education about what to expect. Yes. So
1: who are you educating? We're educating the families and the patients themselves. Yeah. So a lot of times, and that's another thing that our social worker and like the RN case managers and our aides, they all help the families through that. Um, it's even like what to look for. Yeah. Um, signs of when things are starting to, we call it transition mm-hmm. um, because we don't want a family to ever be blindsided as well. Right. So we're always very direct and this is what we see, and this is where we see you are in the process. And if you're planning to go on, you know, vacation next week, check with your hospice team first. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, at least I'm thinking of going out, you know, out west for a week. What do you think? Your hospice team will tell you, yeah, great, have a good time, or they're going to say, nope, stick around. Yeah, yeah, and and
0: I think when we know what's happening, when we know how to explain what we're experiencing. Um, or, what we're seeing, it puts us in a different place, mm-hmm. right? Emotionally and, and um, even spiritually puts us in a different place. Coaching caregivers on how to care for the patient.
1: That's yes. part of the hospice? Absolutely. Your RN case manager does that because we don't live with you. So, we're going to educate you on if you can't, if your mom or dad or loved one, husband, wife, um, can't medicate themselves, Mm -hmm. then we're going to teach you how to measure it out. This is what you do. When you see this symptom, this is what you add, Mm -hmm. and or this is what you take away. And another thing is we're always on call 24-7. So if you had that, like, concern at 3 o'clock in the morning – like we don't live with you, but we're there for you. Yeah. So you can call if it's just a question. The nurse is there to answer your call. If it's like I think something's wrong, the nurse is on her way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's and a we good will point. be with you. So even though it's not round the clear around the clock care, it's around the clock attention. Absolutely. And you can call your nurse at any time and mm-hmm. say, "I think you need to come," or "I want you to come." Yeah. Um, or can you help me understand this? Or this is what's happening. Um, it says therapy as needed, short-term inpatient care as
1: needed. Mm-hmm. What's that about? So therapy, I guess another thing, um, I have a perfect case of this. We have um, a patient, and her goal is um, her son is coming home in two months, and she wants to be here to see him, and she wants to be able to, like, get from her bed to her wheelchair on her own, uh-huh. on her own terms, like, I'm, I want to be able to be strong enough when he sees me that I can do this. So we're helping her with just a small amount of physical therapy just to keep keep that goal in mind for her. Well, it's dignity, Yes, right? that's what she wants. Um, sometimes it's just... And it a,
0: proves it's not about giving up. You still oh, have yeah. goals,
1: right? Absolutely. It's always individualized. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what they need. Um, it could even be... Um, like for speech therapy, for swallowing or something, like there's something going on. So we yeah. might consult a therapist to come in and just, hey, we don't have this on our team, so we go to experts like your team for help with things like that. And what about the inpatient care? Yeah. So inpatient care, um, it's just a level of hospice care. We call it general inpatient, GIP. And that's basically, it's our hospice house, and I tell families, it's like a hospice ER. So if we can't manage something at home, um, then we get an ambulance, we put you in the ambulance, bring you in, and then until we get you leveled out, where you can get get back home with just the, oh, like the liquid pain medication, um, or if it. If we don't see that happening, then you can pass away with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes people choose that, right?
1: Yes, but you can't just choose to come in. You have to actually have, like, medical emergency things going on. Okay, okay, Yeah, good. a lot of people good think that as well, like, oh, we're just going to come live with you. No, that's it's not how it works. So
0: something has to have sort of gone wrong or escalated. Yeah. Um, and so it's a
1: temporary solution. It is. It's, okay. like, a, it's like an ER. It's a hospice ER. Gotcha. Um, and usually when we get to come in with families early in the process, we rarely ever, like 98% of the time, we don't see it. Like it just doesn't happen because we're always ahead of everything. But sometimes we get a call from the hospital, hey, this person's really gone sideways. Mm-hmm. The family needs you. The nurse goes out and it's like, whoa, there's no way. You know, this yeah. person can go home.
0: And, and I can think of some extenuating circumstances when folks are in our nursing homes
1: mm-hmm. where
0: maybe the pain med didn't come overnight or something, and we aren't going to let them lay there and suffer for 24 hours while we're waiting on this. So there's only certain things we can administer. So we say, ah,
1: inpatient.
0: Mm-hmm probably going to be a good idea for the next 24 to 48 hours yeah. or whatever it is. Or,
1: two, sometimes continuous care. So continuous care is when basically we do live with you until that symptom has been controlled. Like if we can see if we just up this or change this, this medication, uh-huh. um, the medical director will, will advise us, try this, try that. Right. Let's see what this does. And if that works, then we'll just stay until – the person is is leveled out and everybody's calm and everything's good but yeah if you're in distress we will we will never leave you right and finally, bereavement care and counseling mm-hmm. for the surviving family and friends. Yeah, that's like aftercare is also very important. Like, we have memorial services, we do bereavement groups where they can come together. And if a family or sometimes just a family member is having a really hard time, mm-hmm. the social workers will, you know, continue to meet with them one on one to help them through like the grief, get their own grief goals. Yeah. And grief is not um something that just goes away like you always feel it and yeah. it will always be there with you but i think it's kind of learning some tools to live with it or
0: yeah to yeah change so, that so focus. you you make a good point and and so now now i'm going to say three things to take off the table um hospice is not a place hmm. it's not about giving up and here's the third one stop expecting people to get over it They're not going to get over it. They're going to get through it. Grief comes in waves and it's unpredictable, and all we can do is learn to manage it. And eventually, we get better at it. Yeah, you know. But people who have never lost someone will say, "When's she going to get over it? Never. (laughs) It's not going to happen, because it's a hole in your life, in Mm -hmm. your heart, in in your in your being. Um, But it doesn't mean
1: that we can't." Get through it,
0: mm-hmm. overcome it, if you will.
1: Um, so. And I think just to hold space with someone else in their pain, so that they know it's okay. Yeah, so it's, we're never going to tell you, "Oh, feel better." Oh, <laughs> this is it's okay. You you can stop crying. No, you. We're going to be here where you are right now. Little thing called empathy, yes, right? Big what thing. Brene Brown teaches us: empathy.
0: Um, fuels connection. Sympathy fuels disconnection. So if you want to be connected, you better learn how to practice sympathy. Mm -hmm. And that's taking the other person's perspective and staying out of judgment. Those are hard for us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those those are big, hard um, challenges for Mm -hmm. us. But it's all doable. Um, And so we hope that we have left you with a clear picture of what hospice is. Um Medicare and Medicaid cover the services 100%. Most insurances cover them with a deductible. You're going to pay that deductible or if there are co-pays anyway, no matter what kind of services you're getting. Um, but it's a valuable resource um, for patients and families, and it still feels like a secret that people mm-hmm. really don't understand what hospice is. So... Um, Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you, may the wind be forever at your back.